And hello everyone and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are with Lamb Lion Ministry. And it's great to have you here being part of a program as we're going to be talking about the dangers of false teachers. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we know that we live in a difficult time, very dark time, lots of deception going around. And so we ask, Lord, open up your scriptures so that we may see and be discerning. We thank you, Lord, for your great love for us and all those who are tuned in in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Our topic is the dangers of false teachings. And for those of you that are watching us live or following live via social media, hey, why don't you share this program with your friends and family so that they can be part of our program today as we're going to have some exciting passages to share with you. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to be back with you. Yes, brother, a little hiatus over the summer, but uh, we're back refreshed and exciting about teaching the Bible again. So I'm glad you all are tuned in. I hope you all are enjoying your summers as well and uh, going interesting places and marveling at the world the Lord's made, especially <laughs> after 2020. We weren't getting very many places, were we? So everybody's out and about and blowing the airlines, uh, signing up for different flights and all. And so I hope everybody's had a good summer. Oh, awesome. And Nathan, that is so true. I mean, in a way, I'm so thankful that things are opening up and just seeing families and people sort of enjoying life because we did go through a pretty rough over a year and a half so far. Oh, yeah. I mean, the COVID lockdowns have been just absolutely detrimental people's mental health. And we're not meant to, to be locked away. And that's what prisons are for. So praise the Lord. It seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, people are getting better. The Death rates are going down, and hopefully we learn something from this uh, and put our trust in the Lord better. I, I was reading that uh, for some churches, 30% of uh, church pop attendance has dropped, and it's still have yet to return to the church building. They're still watching online or have left the church. So the world's a little different, isn't it, from uh, what we were a year and a half ago? Absolutely, Nathan. And, and, and you're absolutely right. But yet we remember the book of Acts. I mean, Acts 2.42 and on the, the church, they met in homes. It was simpler. Maybe the Lord sometimes wants us to do things a little simpler, right, Nathan? And sort of go back to the Bible in a sense. Uh, brother, absolutely right. And, you know, too, the Lord gives challenges. Uh, the Bible says that uh, he, you know, you're a child of God if he disciplines you. And so that means he loves you. He's interested in us. He wants us to grow spiritually and and I believe that's been something for the church in this last year and a half. The Lord has seen us as the apathetic Laodicean church, and we needed kind of a kick to, to get back into seeing what's important and focus on the Lord and uh, on evangelism. So hopefully the church is better for it and more giving and, and better with outreach. I, I hope. I really hope. Absolutely. And, and well, Nathan, you and I, we've always believed in moving forward and not moving backwards. And uh, we're moving forward and just serving the Lord and excited about this year. I mean, I know it's July already. It's unbelievable, right, Nathan? <laughs> yeah. July 2021 is the date of when we're recording this. And uh, praise the Lord. Uh, it's looking like uh, things are turning. Well, I, it's hard to really say it's returning back to normal. I know we're going to cover a passage in Matthew 24 where Jesus gave 10 signs that point to the end times. And brother, we're living in it. I mean, as, as we get closer and closer to the Lord's return, uh, things are going to get wilder and wilder. Uh, the world's going to get more immoral. Social upheaval will increase. Uh, weather, I think nobody can doubt that there's weather phenomena like crazy. That The UFO reports coming out of the government uh, the end of last month. 
uh, manifestations of demons. And so, yes, uh, I don't know if they're getting back to normal will ever be a thing because the world is only going to get worse and worse uh, leading up to Jesus Christ's return. You know, Nathan, thank you for making that segue. And again, for maybe someone who's new to our program or uh, or new to a ministry, uh, would you be able to share briefly, Nathan, uh, contact information and men, and also some of the upcoming events uh, that are going to be happening very soon, just in case someone might be in the area or wants to grab hold of these resources? Well, absolutely. If you're tuned in to The Truth Will Set You Free, that's the podcast of Lamb and Lion Ministries. Vic and I are both evangelists with that ministry. And uh, our message is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that in a number of ways, primarily through our television program, which is Christ in Prophecy on most of the major Christian networks, and our website, which is ChristinProphecy.org. Uh, when you talk about major events coming up on July 17th, we're having our annual conference. Uh, myself, Dr. David Reagan, Tim Moore, Bob Russell, and Alan Franklin, who's a reporter from uh, England, will be coming and we'll all be preaching about the power of prophecy. Uh, I particularly will be covering one of the minor prophets. And so if you can tune in to our Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel, please do and join us. Of course, registration for being here physically is, is full, but we're hoping they can join us through our YouTube channel. And then in October, the next big event is our regional conference. We're partnering with Pastor Billy Crone of Get a Life Me Media, and uh, we're going to do a share joint Bible prophecy conference at his church in Las Vegas. And folks, if you, uh, well, registration will be opening July 17th for that on our website, christinprophecy.org. And uh, we hope you can join us there. If not, again, we'll be uh, streaming online and you can join us that way as well. Nathan, I love it. Just wonderful opportunities of things are opening up for us to be able to come together face to face. And there's nothing like it. Like the Bible says in Hebrews, not to forsake the fellowship, the assembling of one another. Absolutely. And at the Las Vegas conference, all the topics will be about the Great Reset. So we'll have Pastor Brandon Holthouse, uh, of course, Billy Crone and myself, Tim Moore and Don Perkins. And we'll all be discussing the Great Reset, it says this move, this push that the globalists are using the uh, COVID uh, pandemic for to kind of push a one world government. And so where does that lead and, and what does that look like? You know, all the leaders of the countries, including President Biden, are keep saying build back better. That's one of the terms that this Great Reset is using. So if you want to know what's going on in the world as, as we move closer and closer to the Antichrist One World Kingdom, uh, then check out that conference uh, on our website. We'll be streaming it again on our YouTube channel. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing those amazing resources. And of course, we're all about uh, our programs. This ministry is about the truth. And, you know, Nathan, there's a lot of deception. And uh, of course, throughout the time, there always has been the spirit of Antichrist. Uh, Paul the Apostle was sharing that with young Timothy, where he began to see that even in the church back in their time, this deception began to creep into the church. Of course, now it's like full blown during our time. But Paul began to warn Timothy regarding the deception that will be coming from within individuals that would in a sense, come with their uh, false teachings and false doctrine and sweep certain people away. And you and I would have been covering that uh, on Second Timothy. And I wanted for us to go back there, Nathan, just in case someone wasn't part of our program, as we talk about a few things regarding doctrine and teaching and the importance of it. Would you be able to take us back there, Nathan, to Second uh, Timothy chapter 2 and read for us verses 16 through 19, as we see there that example of Hymenus and Philetus, 
who really were not the greatest uh, examples when it came to leading people in the right direction. Well, that's an understatement. They were terrible, but yes. Let's uh, turn your Bibles, please, 2 Timothy chapter 2, and we'll go uh, verses 16 through 19. And here's uh, the Apostle Paul's uh, last parting message to his protege, Timothy. And he says, But shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. Hymenaeus and Philetus are of the sort who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past, and they overthrow the faith of some. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Oh, Nathan. And of course, I was going to try to take a little bit easy on Hymenaeus and Philetus, but you're absolutely right. It was an understatement. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because the Apostle Paul is comparing them to cancer. I mean, they are they kind of started out as, as workers for God, but pretty soon they started teaching unbiblical, undoctrinal positions. Like, for instance, the, the resurrection has always already passed. Now, certainly Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead. He's the first fruit. He's the first to resurrect. But there will be a time uh, at the rapture of the church where the dead in Christ will rise, and that is considered the resurrection. There's other resurrections later, like the tribulation saints and Old Testament saints. But here, Hymenaeus and Philetus are, are going around teaching something that Jesus never taught, and they were dragging people away and stealing their faith and their hope that Jesus had given them. So, yes, uh, we definitely live in a time period. I mean, I don't think there's any Christian who, who has yet, you know, over five years old who can't see that, the church is rife with deception and false teachers and false prophets right now. And the Bible prophesied that would be the case at the end times. Nathan, you use the word that's very important and you use the word a type of cancer. And, you know, cancer, if it's not dealt with or addressed right early on, you and I know the effects that it can have on the physical body, but also on the spiritual body. Yeah, it, the church is compared to the body of Christ, uh, Christ being the head. And that's what these guys were doing. They're going around teaching false messages. Uh, you read a lot in the early history of the church, uh, like, for instance, Gnosticism or Antimonianism, uh, complex subjects, but they were cults, basically, false teachings. Uh, eventually, the Catholic Church started creating their own teachings that weren't biblical, as different men came up saying they were anointed by God to teach, and they taught terrible heresies. Uh, we look at Augustine in the 400s, who was considered one of the greatest of all the teachers in church history. But the guy taught a millennialism. He, he removed people's hope in a future return of Jesus Christ, where he'd rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years. So mm. there's been lots of false teachings, whether they're heretical, they actually mean to change church history to pull people away, or they're just ignorant and uh, they're just misinterpreting the Bible. They're not using good sound little interpretation of the Bible. And that's what we got. So it's interesting how Paul points these two guys out, Hymenaeus and Philetus, and he compares them to cancer. Their teachings are like cancer destroying the body of Christ. So we're not talking about just unbelievers. We're talking about believers in the church who are being pulled away from their faith, not their salvation per se, but their, their true and trusted faith in what Jesus taught, the Holy Spirit taught through the Bible.
Mm. And, you know, Nathan, that's why I love verse 16, because really uh, the call to action is, he says, you know, uh, shun profane and babbling, uh, uh, vain babbling. In other words, don't encourage it when you see people like this, when you see this type of false teaching and false doctrine, don't participate, shun, stay away, right? Oh, absolutely. We could back up uh, one verse to 15, and Paul's giving advice again how to handle that. He says, be diligent to present yourselves approved by God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And this is where we we as uh, Christians can really drop the ball. We don't rightly divide the word of truth. We don't take the Bible for its literal meaning that the Bible is trying to teach. We don't trust that the Bible is 100% the inerrant word of God. We start adding to the Bible. And even though in the book of Revelation, Jesus gives a very stern warning about adding or subtracting from the Bible. And this is where we start falling into heresy and apostasy like Hymenaeus and Philetus did. And yet, Paul again reminds us in verse 19 about the solid foundation of where God stands. So we as Christians need to stand on that solid foundation, the very word of God, which is the Bible. And when we just take the Bible literally, we just believe what it says and we follow it, then we will not fall into doctrinal inerrancy. Nathan, good point. You know, Nathan, one of the sad things to me is, 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 is I don't want to call uh, all Christians lazy, but I find these last days a spirit of laziness that has come upon the church where people really are just looking for the seeker-friendly, uh, low-hanging fruit, uh, easy things in the church, but they really don't want to take the time to study, spend time with God. And uh, I put a post on Facebook today, again, just encouraging people, you know what, take note of how much time you spend on social media and, and how much time you're actually spending studying the word or, or, or with the Lord. And, and this is what we're ha what's happening, Nathan. It's like we're becoming uh, a little bit more lazier and lazier rather than being more of those students of the word. You're right. Matter of fact, the Lord gives a very stern message in the uh, in the minor prophets. Uh, I wrote a book on the minor prophets because I love their message so much. I believe it was Joel, and he was calling them leesmen. Uh, lees is the when you're fermenting alcohol. Uh, eventually, some of the grapes or the fruit matter gets in there, and it settles to the bottom, and it starts getting bitter, and it can ruin the wine. And so, what you want to do with wine is decant it by moving it from one container to another over time to remove that fruit, that bitterness, that lees out. And uh, the, the Lord, through the uh, prophet Joel, was pointing out that these leesmen uh, in their faith fall back on um, complacency. They, they become bitter. They, they ruin the wine that they're in because they have no passion for the Lord or for his service. And they become just kind of those... Christians who sit in the pews who show up and they're bitter about everything and they're divisive and they don't really believe in the Bible. They're, they're cultural Christians, as we call them today, and they ruin the whole batch. They make the wine bitter. And so the Lord really wanted us to stand apart from these leesmen, as the Bible calls them, and stand for what's right. Mm. I love the terminology, Nathan. I think that is fantastic. And, you know, Paul is talking to Timothy. Likewise, Peter warned us, uh, right, Nathan, that this kind of things will be happening in the church. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, again, we see more admonishment regarding being careful with false prophets and false teachers. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, to uh, 2 Peter, uh, read for us verses, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2? Yes, and let me correct myself. I, I wanted to get that right. 
it wasn't uh, the book of Joel. It was the prophet, minor prophet Zephaniah. Just <laughs> awesome. Wanna, again, that, here we are. You know, I don't want to be complacent here. Let's get it right. It was not Joel. It was Zephaniah. So I, I love that. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So uh, we are moving into 2 Peter 2, 1 through 5, right? Yeah, let's do 1 uh, through 2, Nathan. Okay. But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you. Who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Mm. You know, Nathan, uh, it's just when you see that there, Second uh, uh, Peter uh, chapter two, verse one, and then you also see Second uh, Timothy uh, chapter two, verse nineteen, where we were. The the subject there is the Lord denying the Lord. They, they always seem to un, uh, undermine the Lord's teaching, undermine the Bible, and really that's how this all this this all starts, right? And look at the response by God for people who are false teachers, who are purposely, not accidentally, uh, they can be corrected, but who are purposely subverting the truth for the purpose of usually elevating themselves. You know, a lot of these televangelists from history, you know, the name it and claim it health and wealth gospel guys that are raising millions of dollars to buy their new jets and stuff like that. You know, they bring in these destructive heresies to bring glory to themselves and not God. And this is what the Lord says. Verse uh, one, and bring on themselves swift destruction. Usually the destruction is, is because they get caught in a fair or they caught uh, not paying their taxes or cheating on something. But even if they become old, like, you know, Jim Baker, for instance, went to prison. The man's still out there selling survival gear and crazy stuff like that in the Lord's name. You know, swift destruction will come, maybe not in this life, but when the Lord finally brings Everyone and every person will stand before the Lord in judgment one day. And what is his, um, will swift destruction come to these false teachers? Absolutely, because it says right here in Second Peter 2. Mm. Nathan, what a wonderful reminder. Again, for those of you that are tuned in just now, again, those of you following us on social media, tune into our truth to set you free Bible prophecy edition, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. And we're talking about dangers of false teaching and how important it is for you to be good students of the word of God so that you are not deceived. Nathan, you and I also talked about some of the signs of the end times and you were taking us through about 10 of those signs. And we are, as we look in Matthew chapter 24, verses three through five, again, the Lord began to share with us what were some of the things that we we would expect as signs of the end times? And Nathan, it's interesting to me how there's pastors out there that are teaching that they don't believe in signs. That, no, everything is fine. There's no really signs or nothing different that's happening uh, in the times in which we're living. And I'm saying to myself, really? It's just <laughs> amazing to me. And so Nathan, you and I, we were looking at Matthew 24 verses three through five, you can take us there again and then maybe expound to us again on those uh, many signs of the end times. You know, it's funny. Uh, I saw a, a Christian cartoon. It was a city and, and there was a tornadoes and earthquakes and, and troops were attacking it. And there's these two guys out there and they're, you know, my prophet era clothing and they're looking at each other and say, boy, I sure wish God would talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> And isn't that the truth today? I mean, these guys, uh, uh, let's just say they're, they're preterists. They think that all Bible prophecy happened before 7 AD, 70 AD, excuse me. And th that's not true. The, the signs of the times that Jesus gave are, are raging on today. 
If we go to Matthew 24, the apostles are with Jesus at the temple, and Jesus makes his famous prophecy that not one stone will be left another on top of another. The temple will be destroyed. This shocked, shocked the apostles. So they ask three questions. They say, well, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of the end of the time uh, or the end of the age and of your return? So they're asking three questions. What would be the signs leading up until the temple was destroyed, which we know the Romans did in 70 AD, and that's what the preterists, they stopped there. Uh, they also want to know the end of the age that Jesus was ushering, the church age. And we know that that age will end with the rapture of the church. And then when Jesus returned, well, that's seven plus years later at the end of the seven-year tribulation at his second coming. So when Jesus answered them, he gave them 10 signs. Nine of them applied to both the times leading up to the temple and then, of course, the time leading up to the rapture of the church, which is interesting. So, But he added this caveat. He said, Sure, these signs happen all the time, but they will increase in frequency and intensity. And he compared that to a woman giving birth. When a woman gives birth, the contractions come faster and faster and faster and more and more intense and more painful. So, yes, when the Lord speaks about natural disasters, have we always had natural disasters? Absolutely. But they would increase in frequency and intensity the closer we got to the Lord's return. Now, the Lord answered that question, the first one by giving a sign. And the first sign he gave, he re repeated three times. So this was the number one sign that the Lord would point out to. And as we've been talking about, it's false prophets, false teachers, false Christs would multiply and multiply more and more before the Lord's return. I went to uh, Watchman Fellowship's website. Uh, it's a cult watching website uh, led by James Walker, who was a Mormon and got saved out of Mormonism. And he keeps track of all the different cults and false religions out there. And brother, do you know there are 1,200 false religions and 500 cults alone just in the United States? And the Satan knows that the Lord's coming back. And so he's trying to drown out the Lord's message and pull people away from him like Hymenaeus and Philetus by drowning it in false doctrine and false teaching. I don't know about you, especially with the Internet, all these ideas can flourish out there now. And we're seeing false teaching everywhere. And we're seeing church membership drastically decline as people's faith is taken away from them. Wow, Nathan, that is amazing. Thank you for those statistics. I, I mean, I'm sure some people's minds are being blown right now because, you know, oftentimes in the mainstream media, we only hear some of the main sort of religions, right? Scientology and Jehovah's Witnesses, but not many people really know all the other smaller false uh, uh, teachings out there as well as like you said cults and really we're beginning to also now worship ourselves that's one of the biggest uh, uh, idols that we're seeing during our time absolutely after the rapture of the church the world will embrace for three and a half years a one world kumbaya type religion and it's a religion of humanism so yes uh, they're going to actually codify or codify secular humanism to have this after the rapture, that will be the religion for a year and a half before the Antichrist destroys it and sets himself up and Satan to be worshipped. So the second half of the tribulation is Satan worship. Uh, so he's going to destroy humanism. But isn't it interesting when it, whenever a country, a, a people group and all adopt a humanistic philosophy like socialism and communism, instead of bringing the unlimited freedom they want, it always brings about a suffering dictatorship. And that's what happens in the tribulation. The world's like, yes. We've gotten rid of those Christians. They're out of here. We can have this one world religion. And we can worship ourselves. 
but since Satan sets up his his antichrist and then it turns into again another dictatorship, a one world dictatorship. And that's where isn't it interesting that when the farther we pull away from Jesus and his moral law, the more we actually we think we're giving ourselves freedom, but we're actually putting us into bondage to slavery. Wow, Nathan, and it just really saddens me how the enemy has really blinded the eyes of so many. And I know as we get to the end of of, uh, 2 Timothy, there's going to be an admonition there and how uh, some people have been taken captive by Satan and and blinded the eyes of many. And you and I are experiencing this uh, firsthand as we teach Bible prophecy, where we see just a lack of interest in the subject matter. And then all the lies behind it to discourage people from even wanting to uh, uh, understand or even get involved in the topic. It's true. You know, it's interesting. Uh, we had a TV shoot today. Uh, our founder and director, Dr. David Reagan, who's uh, retired semi and has gone to emeritus status. We brought him in to talk about his experiences teaching Bible prophecy since 1980. And um, I was surprised how he answered the question about what was your reception initially to Bible prophecy, teaching that the Lord would soon return. And I thought, you know, with the late great planet Earth by Hal Lindsey and the Left Behind books and all that interest in the rapture was widespread. But he said, no, the response overwhelmingly to his message was negative, where the people just rolled over. They were leesmen and they said, nah, everything's the same. Nothing's changed, just as Peter prophesied. And in the end times, people would say, ah, you know, everything's been the same. Nothing's changed. They scoff at the Lord's message. And so overwhelmingly, when the prophets would go and preach the Lord's message, it overwhelmingly, the the people would not respond positively. We read in Zechariah and we also read in Joel, the people did respond positively, but that was pretty rare. And brother, we're seeing it today. People are people. They haven't haven't changed in 6,000 years. They want to believe what they want to believe and they don't want to listen to God. So just today, just like it was during the prophet's time period, the people are rejecting the message that Jesus gave and the, the signs that he came, they just ignore. So it's, it's nothing new. It really isn't. Right. And, you know, Nathan, that's a very good point, uh, because for those of that are part of this program, don't get discouraged. As a matter of fact, you should be encouraged. If you're teaching Bible prophecy, if you're for Bible prophecy and you find yourself alone, don't get discouraged because the Bible actually uh, states that that's going to be the mind frame of many. And, and, and now, of course, Lamb Lion Ministry, Nathan, has reached its 40th plus year. And imagine that now, even further, 40 years later, we still... We we're seeing things even uh, worse when it comes to uh, the teaching of Bible prophecy and people accepting it. Again, another sign to show us that Jesus said all these things will begin to happen and that we are to look up and be ready for the Lord is coming. Absolutely. You know, there's a new religion that's out there. It's called cancel culture. I never thought of it as a religion until I saw a video today by uh, some young men who, who have a YouTube channel called Blimey Cow funny, funny uh, site, but they were serious. They were talking about, look at what cancel culture believes. They're adamant that they're superior to everybody. They believe in their own thing and they they shut up anyone who disagrees with them. They have their own rituals and their own cultures and their own ideas. And he says, that is religion. That's man-made worship. And it's themselves, again, like you said, secular humanism. It's centered to that religion. So brother, Even new religions are popping up and and coming back to the forefront. People are trying to bring Baal worship back. They're setting up the Arch of Baal around different major cities around the world. 
I mean, Baal worship's been dead for millennia, and yet they're trying to bring that back. So, again, just as Jesus prophesied in the end times, it would increase in frequency and intensity, and the signs of false prophets is definitely increasing in frequency and intensity. Mm, amazing. And that's why we're here to battle the dangers of false teaching. We battle that with truth and the truth of the word of God. And it's, it's by the power of his Holy Spirit. And if you are part of this program, if you're listening to us, this is no coincidence, but it's a divine appointment because God loves you and God has a wonderful plan for you, especially you. If you have not given your life to Christ, this is the opportunity for you to do so so that your eyes will be completely open to the truth of what's really going on. And we're going to give you an opportunity right now to turn to the Lord. Nathan, I know we only have about a minute left, but maybe there's someone out there that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord. Maybe they do now have a hunger and their hearts are open. Would you share with them how they can start that relationship with the Lord even right now? Absolutely. Well, the Bible says that if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you will be saved. When you put your faith and trust in him, <clears throat> when you turn to him in repentance and ask for forgiveness of your sins, you put your faith in him that you will be saved. So do that today. If, if you know that Jesus Christ is the son of God and you know it in your heart, not just your mind, but in your heart, then pray to him. Pray, reach out, pray something like, dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner. Forgive me, please. And be the Lord and Savior of my life. And Jesus will do just that. Your sins will be forgiven. The guilt will be gone. The punishment taken away. And you'll inherit eternal life with the Lord. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Nathan. And hey, maybe you pray that prayer for the first time. We would love to hear from you. 305-992-9537. Call us or text us. Let us know that you accepted the Lord. And we want to celebrate with you by sending you a Bible and some literature so that you may grow in your relationship with the Lord. And as we often say, wherever you are, find a church that teaches the word of God. Get plugged in. Let the pastor know you accepted Christ and that you want to be baptized. And we want to congratulate you for that. So Nathan, thank you so much for sending out that invitation and also for being part of our program today. Brother, it's always good to be uh, preaching the word with you. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And of course, we want to encourage you continue to be students of the word of God. Be careful with the deception up there. The Lord is coming back very, very soon. Don't get discouraged. Keep looking up. So again, Victor Tisa, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye to the Lord, bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a powerful week. <laughs>